श्रवनम डायरीज पॉडकास्ट रीडिंग नेक्टर ऑफ डिवोशन असमरी स्टडी बाय हिज डिवाइन ग्रेस अभयचरनारविंद भक्तिवेदांत स्वामी श्रीला प्रभुपाद ऑन द बुक ऑफ श्रीला रूपगोस्वामी भक्ति रसामृता सिंधु The following reading is not to be listened out of context in order to avoid confusion or misunderstanding if you haven't been with us all the way. This book began at episode 832, so please approach this chapter in proper sequence for your best interest. Thank you. Hare Krishna, we are continuing to read chapter number 35. Neutral love of God. In the third canto, fifteenth chapter, verse forty-three of the Shrimad Bhagavatam, there is a statement concerning the four saintly persons, known as Chatu Sana, headed by Sanakumar. They went to visit the Lord of Vaikuntha Loka in the spiritual sky, and when they bowed down before the Lord, the aroma of the tulsi mixed with saffron. entered their nostrils and immediately attracted their minds although these four saintly persons were always absorbed in the thought of impersonal brahman from association with the lord and from smelling the tulsi leaves the hairs on their bodies immediately stood up this shows that even a person who is situated in brahman realization if he is put into association with devotees in pure devotional service will immediately become attracted attracted to the personal feature of the lord there are certain symptoms of great sages who are situated in shantarasa devotional service and these symptoms are exhibited as follows they concentrate their eyesight on the tip of the nose and they behave just like an avaduta avaduta means highly elevated mystic who does not care for any social religious or vedic conventions another symptom is that such persons are very careful to step forward when giving speeches when they speak they join together the forefinger and thumb this is called gyan mudra position they're not against the atheists nor are they particularly inclined to the devotees such persons give stress to liberation and detachment from the materialistic way of life they are always neutral and have no affection for nor they have no affection for nor misidentification with anything material they're always grave but fully absorbed in thoughts of the supreme personality of godhead these uncommon features develop in devotees who are situated in shanta rasa regarding concentration of the eyesight on the tip of the nose There is a statement in the Bhaktira Samrita Sindhu by a devotee who observed 
observed this being performed by a yogi. He remarked, quote, This great sage is concentrating his eyesight on the tip of his nose, and from this it appears that he has already realized the eternal form of the Lord within himself. Unquote. Sometimes a devotee in Shantarasa yawns, stretches his limbs, instructs on devotional service, offers respectful obeisances unto the form of the Lord, offers nice prayers to the Lord and has a desire to give direct service with his body. These are some of the common symptoms of the devotee who is situated in neutrality. One devotee, after observing the yawning of another devotee, addressed him thus, quote, My dear mystic, I think that within your heart there is some ecstatic devotional service which is causing you to yawn. It is sometimes found that a devotee in the Shantarasa falls down on the ground, his hairs stand up on his body and he trembles all over. In this way, different symptoms of ecstatic trance are exhibited automatically by such devotees. In the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, it is said that when Lord Krishna was blowing his conch shell, known as Panchajanya, many great sages who were living in the caves of the mountains immediately reacted, being awakened from their trance of meditation. They immediately saw that the hairs of their body were standing. Sometimes devotees in Shantarasa become stunned, peaceful, jubilant, deliberate, reflective, anxious, dexterous, and argumentative. These symptoms indicate continuous ecstasy or established emotion. Once a great realized sage was lamenting that the Supreme Lord Krishna was living in Dvaraka, but that he was unable to take advantage of seeing him, after thinking this, the sage immediately became stunned. He was thinking that he was simply wasting his time. In other words, the sage lamented because the Supreme Personality of Godhead was personally present, but he still could not take advantage of this because of his meditation. When a mystic is transcendental to all kinds of mental concoctions and is situated in Brahman, his state is called trance, beyond the influence of the material conception of life. In that stage, when one hears about the transcendental pastimes of the Lord, there may be shivering in the body. When a Brahman-realized devotee, who has come to the stage of steady trance, comes into contact with the eternal form of Krishna, his transcendental pleasure increases millions of times. One great sage once inquired from another, 
quote, my dear friend, do you think that after I perfect the eightfold yoga performance, I shall be able to see the eternal form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead? This inquiry from the sage is an instance of inquisitiveness in a devotee situated in the neutral stage of devotional service. When Lord Krishna, along with his elder brother Balaram and sister Subhadra, came to Kurukshetra in a chariot on the occasion of a solar eclipse, many mystic yogis also came. When these mystic yogis saw Lord Krishna and Balaram, they exclaimed that now they had seen the excellent bodily fulgence of the Lord. They had almost forgotten the pleasure derived from impersonal Brahman realization. In this connection, one of the mystics approached Krishna and said, quote, My dear Lord, you are always full with transcendental bliss, excelling all other spiritual positions. And so, simply by seeing you from a distant place, I have come to the conclusion that there's no need of my being situated in the transcendental bliss of impersonal Brahman. When a great mystic was once awakened from his meditative trance by hearing the vibration of Krishna's Panchajanya conchal, the mystic became overpowered. So much so that, in fact, he began to bash his head on the ground and with eyes full of tears of ecstatic love, he violated all the rules and regulations of his yoga performances. Thus, he at once neglected the position of Brahman realization. Hmm. Okay, so uh, we shall stop here for today and tomorrow we shall continue. There will be several... Oh, okay, we shall continue. <laughs> it's the end of the chapter. Okay, give me a moment. Bilvamangala Thakur, in his book Krishna Karnamrita, says, quote, Let the impersonalists be engaged in the process of transcendental realization by worshipping the impersonal Brahman. Although I was also initiated into that path of Brahman realization, I have now become misled by a naughty boy, one who is very cunning, who is very much attached to the gopis and who has made me his maidservant. So I have now forgotten the process of Brahman realization." Bilva Mangal Thakur was first spiritually initiated for impersonal realization of the Absolute Truth, but later on by his association with Krishna in Vrindavan, he became an experienced devotee. The same thing happened to Shukadeva Goswami, who also reformed himself by the grace of the Lord and took to the path of devotional service, giving up the way of impersonal realization. Shukadeva Goswami and Bilva Mangala Thakur, who gave up the impersonal conception of the Absolute Truth to take to devotional service, are the best examples of devotees situated in the neutral state. According to some authorities, this condition cannot be accepted as one of the transcendental humors or rasas 
but Srila Rupa Goswami says that even if one does not accept it as a transcendental humor, one may still accept it as the beginning position of devotional service. However, if one is not further raised to the platform of actual service to the Lord, he is not considered to be on the platform of transcendental mellow. In this connection, in the 11th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, Lord Krishna personally instructs Uddhava like this, quote, The state of being established in my personal form is called Shanta Rasa, and without being situated in this position, no one can advance to actual pure devotional service, unquote. In other words, in other words, no one can be situated in the personal feature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead without being situated at least in Shantarasa. Wow, this is important. So what, like, for me, the major, major takeaway from this chapter right now is this transition from being impersonalists to personalists, from being just some mystic to being like that mystic in trance, like of Krishna's personal features and really experiencing that. Um, I mean, we're not even like, <laughs> we're not any mystics, we're just conditioned souls. But uh, this, this is very, very important because, I mean, talking about mysticism, in... Uh, Life comes from life, actually. Um, there's a chapter where Srila Prabhupada is talking to Bhakti Swarup Damodar Maharaj, and they're discussing mysticism to the extent that uh, um, Prabhupada was saying that uh, the ability of the cow to make milk, that's mystic power. And he was talking about some bodily like functions that the body on its own can't do. The body cannot do it on its own without the soul. So the soul is the source of that mystic potency within the material body. Material body, you see? So this is where this gets... Because in many books, now I can't even quote which ones, but these are small books, we've read them in the beginning of this podcast. I think it was Topmost Yoga System or like uh, Perfection of Yoga, like these books where Shri Prabhupada talks about yoga. He talks about the fact that, you know, so-called yogis who can, like, show a magic trick and everyone goes, wow, spiritual, especially, you know, nowadays on Instagram, everybody's talking about being spiritual, 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 spirituality, spiritual gurus. It's very much in the know, like in the, it's, it, it has come mainstream, you can say. People say, like, even my sister, she was sharing some uh, memes that said that uh, allowing everybody in your personal space is not spiritual hygiene. I'm like, wow, that's true, but wow, <laughs> you know, spiritual hygiene. So, um, you know, spirituality, people think, or there was some, there's many some spiritual activators who are like, you know, you can, you know, they're dealing with the subtle body, they're dealing with some uh, conception of mysticism, but it's material, it has nothing to do with spiritual meaning in the sense that transcendental in the sense that personal 
with the Lord, like, so, like, spirituality here, like, like that comes, you know, spirit and matter, where does it actually, where do, are you talking about pure spirit? Because as pure spirits, we are Gopi Bartur Padakamali Dasa Dasa Dasa, we are, um, what was that? Jivira Swarupahaya Krishnira Nitya Dasa. This is we are as pure spirit. Pure spirit. So, this is where it is, you know, Brahman, or are you Krishna's part and parcel? Part of Brahman, which Brahman, Supreme Absolute. So, this chapter really, really, uh, for me, became very clear that um, until we come to the level of Shantaras, we can't. Okay, yeah, you understood, Hare Krishna. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The book links, previous episodes, timeline, and biography of the author can be found on shravanamdiaries.com. The link is in the description, and we shall see you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.